Another episode of WATS, the show thousands of people come to to answer the age-old question, what's the deal with social media? Listeners come to this show for social media info because we never have loser guests like Joey C, Vince the Lawyer, or Craig. I'm your host, (laughs) Carl Hamburger. With me, as always, is Mike Geary, a.k.a. Blind Mike. What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? If you guys wouldn't mind today just addressing your super chat specifically to me, because Carl was just going on and on about how much money he has, and it was all—it was very—it was tedious to listen to. So <laughs> send him my way. Has Kevin Brennan gotten to you? Has KB <laughs> gotten to you too? I, I, I won't reveal my sources. Some people are saying I won't even read your super chats, but that's not true. Not only will I read your super chats, if you send two dollars. I will find your Facebook page, and I will post photos of your game room and photos from your wedding. <laughs> Remember, for everyone who donates twenty five dollars, everyone who donates twenty five dollars or more in a super chat, you get a personalized super chat jingle. Yes, Kelly, we have your jingle ready to go. So, anyone who's donated that much, they have their jingle. If you want a jingle, Dean Marone has a new one. If you want a jingle, donate twenty five or more. If you have one, we'll play it. When you donate, does that make sense? Am I explaining this correctly? Carl said that kind of like people have been waiting a couple weeks for the Dean Marone jingle. Like, are we finally going to get to the Dean Marone jingle? It's like, guys, enough. We're getting to the Dean Marone jingle. Well, the funny thing about that is Dean Marone came in last week with $100, which was really nice. And his message was, I never get to see you guys live. I I finally get to see you guys live for once. And I'm like, give that man a personalized jingle. I'm just bossing the jingles (laughs) department around. He'll probably never be back again. He didn't ask for one, but he's got one. (laughs) Sorry, Doug. Hey, guys, fuck Dean Marone, right? (laughs) Well, you know, I would feel bad about having the jingles department just... Put together these things for uh, for no reason, but this is what he's doing on his That's free fair. time. Ham, 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 hamburger world order. H W O. And one that I haven't played yet. Blind, 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 blind. Mike world order. B M W O. B M W O. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> That's catchy. That's <laughs> pretty catchy shit. Yeah. All right. Give I'll me a hashtag. <laughs> Oh, I got another one on here I haven't played yet. This might be fun to debut right now. Thank you, Doug, from the Jingles Department. You do great work. Zoo, 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 Zoomock World Order. ZW. Nah, never mind. Yeah, no, there's no no Z-Man World Order happening. I love I love the imagery around Doug, like what I assume Doug is, and just hit the, how he's spending his free time. I like that more than I don't want to meet the guy because I have a, an image of him in my head. Oh yeah, no, he's everything that you think he is and more. Okay, good. Trust good. me, he would not disappoint <laughs> in any way. I was on Tuki Soup on Wednesday morning. Slept in a little bit, but I got there Ooh. almost on time. And uh, thank God I had those traps because uh, that was a big hit on there. Check me out on Tuki Soup from this week. Now, Mike, enough with the drops, enough with the Doug from the Jiggles Department talk. I get so many emails. Enough about Doug. I know. You're right. I'm sorry. We'll stop. 
what people come here for, aside from the social media clips, which are fantastic, they come here for the banter. Always. Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Kimmel. Who you got? <laughs> so it's the thing is Jimmy Kimmel is doing. All right, whatever. Who guilty. cares? Let's let's get it. Let's move on. I have real takes. I just took way too long to spit it out. I mean, our Damn pant- my our long-winded pantors, setups. Our pantry's just got to be like this, or else people tune out. I get notes all the time. Mike's taking way too long to get to his fucking point. I'm like, I know. That's, that's fair. That, that's the only way I'm going <laughs> to teach you. I'm going to teach you. This one comes in from Jeff Spangler. He says, this is uh, for the music section of Who Are the Socials. And I got to say, this is my least favorite song by this band. I was in a... Uh, 80s hair metal cover band called Moitude for a number of years. Our bass player insisted on playing this fucking song I'm every sorry. show. It sucks balls. He just slides in. I was in an 80s hair metal band called Moitude. <laughs> well, I'm not, well, the crazy part is that my wife is still in it. We were in it together, but all right. This is uh, Toya and Robert. All right. Sunday lunch. <laughs> All right, I'll pause it right there and ask a question. Oh, um, do you know what sign this is? I, should I? Well, I if think, you don't, I, so. I respect you more. Okay, yeah, okay. No, not yet anyways. Okay, good. So what we're looking at right now is an elderly couple in their kitchen. The um, man is sitting down with a see-through shirt, and he is playing guitar poorly. He has face paint on. And a fake tongue in his mouth that's sticking out very far. This would be Kisses, Lick It Up. And the reason why this song is so famous is because the music video was the first time Kiss didn't wear makeup. This was a big deal for all the Kiss army out there who was like, what? That's what Gene Simmons looks like? And girls are fucking (laughs) him? What? Okay. I'm glad they're paying tribute to such a historic video. Right. All right. So this is uh, them... Rock it out this tune. Can I ask how close are they to the actual song? Because I think I now know what song it is. Yeah, they're they're coming up to the chorus right now. (laughs) Well, I've seen a couple of people say that this is Robert Griff from King Crimson. And if this this guy's in King Crimson, there's no way he's playing guitar like shit. There's just no way. Who might have Sir Robert? I'm sorry. Producer Chris is also in on this. Robert Triff from King Crimson. What does he play in King Crimson? Not guitar, obviously. This is... (laughs) It's their manager. <laughs> this is god awful. <laughs> yeah. This would be the drum tech or something. You get enough of that, Mike? 
I feel like that to lick it up is John stuttering John's version of Silent Mike to Christmas songs. It's yeah. like I I can kind of hear where he's going, but it doesn't match up perfectly. Yeah, the word Christian's correct. Her temple, uh, she needs a drummer, obviously. Something's uh, missing. Yeah, yeah there's some the problems <laughs> there. But um, you know what, guys? You never have to retire. That's what's great about living the life you love. Do it for as long as you can. Sure, I suppose. All right, Mike. I got a, a special jingle for us to go into this segment. Sue, 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 Super Chat World Order, <laughs> SWO. Super Chat World Order coming in, Bob's. Carl haircut with two bucks. My wife's like, Doug, can we get to dinner now, please? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're <laughs> spot on. You are spot on with that. I'm, just let me do the blind mic one, and then I'll be there. <laughs> really? You're doing the Chad Zubak one? Dinner is ready. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> They're going to love it. I swear to God. Bob's uh, Carl haircut, two bucks. Free frosted tips and supercuts. Use code WATP. That will not. No. That does not get you. Free frosted tips at Supercuts, oh. sir. That's Sounds like true. someone knows where all to get these frosted tips. <laughs> Little Daffodil with $5. Mike, how many fingers am I holding up? Love the show, guys. Three. <laughs> That's correct. I don't know nice. either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer to that either, but uh, I just assume that that's probably right. It seems like a good number to have. Right. Here comes the money. Here we go. Amazing Super Chat Matthew Rowley. This gift lifts WATP spirits even more than watching three hours of Corndiff 3D printing a trombone when you can't sleep. Matthew Rowley, $5, says, Hail to the victors, valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hail, hail to Michigan, the leaders in the best. Go blue, your national champions. That was very exciting. For uh, Michigan Wolverines, the national championship game. And it seemed like they were going to pull away. Congrats to your Bills as well. Well, thank you. The two seed playing uh, the Steelers this weekend. That was fantastic. Sorry about Bill Belichick. I think uh, they ran him out of town today. It's very sad. uh, Wherever he goes, I'll probably adopt that team next year. Really? It's sad to watch the Patriots in this Because the Patriots are bad. I'll always be a Patriots fan. But, yeah, I think I'm going to need someone else next year to get me through football. Well, where do you think he'll go? Because uh, the Chargers is one of the places people are looking at. And then... My my inside source, okay, which is definitely not a demon that lives in California, <laughs> has been telling me the Chargers. So I'm going to go with that. Dude, if that's the case, you, me, Gino Bisconti, and Canoe, we're going out to L.A. next year for, for a game. I like that. On, uh, in our chests. That'll be fun. <laughs> in our chests. We'll do the whole thing. We'll <laughs> definitely get on TV. Uh, famous podcasters are here. <laughs> finally, fa- <laughs> finally, famous people in LA. <laughs> See, he wants to be famous, guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> proof. Here comes the money. Here we go. Thanks for the super chat, Jay Leader. Carl appreciates the support and wants to ask you to translate Husey's words into understandable English. Jay Lorder for two bucks says bowel movement world order. That's what I was hearing too there. You're right. Jeff Spangler, I tried banter. It went bad. Leave it to the pros. Jeff, thank you for everything that you do, buddy. Thanks for sending in that video. Jay Lorder, two bucks. Banter world order. BWL. Oh, now I have a request for the Jiggles department. How do we not have a banter world order? 
Makes perfect sense. It does Why make perfect. We? It sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it's not. Here comes the money. Here we go. Thanks for the super chat purple. Stuffing an entire cheese ball in your ears during SJ's stand-up may have caused you eventually to pass <laughs> right, That's out. too much. Uh, purple monkey dishwasher, <laughs> five bucks. Nice to see you, Carl and Mike. Just got my tickets for the Tampa show. Let me know if you want me to bring my HVAC equipment. I can fix your AC. Happy days. Wow. Tickets are on sale. WATPlive.com is where you can go or go to our website. There's a link there. Get your tickets for WATP teaming up with ROTC in Largo, Florida, which is just outside Tampa and Clearwater. We're at the Central Park Performing Arts Center. Someplace it's way too nice for what we're up to. But And when is that going to be again? March 22nd. March thank, you for, thank you for asking. March, yes. Friday, March 22nd. Right. Hope to see everybody yep. out there. Cartographer, two bucks. Chili de peepee pants. Oh, did, did something happen that I don't know about? Oh, well, I remember, to meet something. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bedwetter, remember? Oh, fuck. How did I forget that? We, we exposed <laughs> this whole thing. The guy was wetting the bed well, up until high school. I, I one, of, one of the clips I have of him today kind of indicates that um, that still sticks with him. Oh, so. I bet. Oh, I, I bet <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Yep. That's hilarious. I'm, I can't believe I forgot that already. Here comes the money. Here we go. Thanks for the amazing super chat, Rick of 3,220. It is greatly needed to offset the worst business decision in podcast history for Blind Mike to go SJ free on his show. Oh. Well, that didn't last long. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Rick U3220 for five bucks says Dick and Vito plan on taking you down, Carl. They're planning on befriending SJ to do so. <gasps> oh, no. Is that true? Oh, no. I can't possibly. Uh, Dick and I are doing a bonus show next week and a week from today, actually. We'll be doing another uh, Dick show. Who are these podcasts crossover? I, don't know. I think you've stepped in it finally. Well, may- maybe. Maybe there's something else going on. Turbo 7049, Frosted Tips World o- Order, FT. <laughs> W-O, you got it, buddy. Uh-oh. <laughs> now I lost it where it is. Frost, 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 Frosted Tips World Order. F-T-W-O. And actually, I'll play this for Rick U. F-F-F-F-S-J World Order. F-S-J-W-O. That's right. Fuck Suttery John World Order. <laughs> Makes I would argue there are too many of these. Makes, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just one man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. There could be more because Rocker B 2002 says hemorrhoid world order. All right. <laughs> Another request coming in. That's a fun An important one. one. All right. This I'm mad at myself. I meant to play this last week. I forgot to. This already made the rounds. You've probably already seen it or heard it, but I thought we got to play it on the show. Because it's so viral, the American Airlines gay guys who are having a hard time with American Airlines. I've been there. I'm I'm familiar with how this goes down. <laughs> I am not a fan of American Airlines right now. We have heard that. That's true. Yes. So I I sympathize and empathize with these guys. Now these guys are wearing are wearing matching horizontal striped shirts, which is already a goofy look. But then they're also creating. Well, the one guy wants to create a scene. Whatever happened with American Airlines, the one guy's ready to create a scene in front of everyone. The other guy wants him to remember they have two dogs at home that he should be thinking about before he does anything that's going to get them into any kind of trouble. Oh, 
correct you and say if they're wearing matching outfits, they were both ready to make a scene of some kind. <laughs> you could be right about that. <laughs> oh, they're just a cute couple, Mike. Get over it. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to ask you a question now. You went out to a concert out in San Diego a couple weeks ago. Sure. Do you know that you and your girlfriend weren't wearing matching outfits? <laughs> All right, there we go. Check mates. I try to dress like Donald Duck's nephews everywhere we go. <laughs> no pants. Girls. I'm good, Chef. Remember, you're girls. I'm good, You don't care about the girls? So he, the, the one guy's going, remember the girls. You don't care about the yeah. girls? He's talking about their two dogs. He's going to say their names <laughs> in just a moment here. You don't care about the girls. Hello, everybody. Dustin. American Airlines. Fuck this over. Here we go. Dustin. I'm not kidding. You don't care about the girls? So I want to tell you about our story. So the guy starts answering. He's got his arms up. He's like, I'm going to tell you about our story. I've been to the airport when someone's causing a a ruckus. I got my own fucking problems, asshole. I don't give a shit. When you are good to get involved? <laughs> no, it's just like, I love this thing where they're just like, we're the only ones who have been inconvenienced today. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We've all there have. There could be, on, when, when the hijackers revealed themselves on 9-11, yeah. you would have seen me turning my headphones up. Right. Like, just don't I would, fucking, I, I don't want to be involved. What are we going to do? Crash this fucking thing. I would have lifted my book up and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm reading. Whatever. <laughs> Shut up. Shelby and Dolly. Shelby and Dolly. Remember. Shelby and Dolly. Remember the dogs. Let's do it for them. I'm going to do it for you. We need to see them graduate. They had a whole life out of them. Think of the obedience plaque we could hang. <laughs> I'm going to get it framed. I'm just trying to get home to the girls. My favorite part's coming up here. So there's a a woman in a wheelchair with a dog next to her, and I imagine it's some type of seeing eye dog, some type of uh, helper. And he almost kicked it in the face. So then she tur- <laughs> he turns to her and goes, "I'm really sorry about this, ma'am." And she goes, "Listen, you guys got to calm down. Watch how he turns on her immediately." Look, All right. I have my paper dogs. Fuck off, bitch. Fuck off, bitch. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, step away. He goes, fuck off, bitch. Fuck off, bitch. I'm kind of with him. <laughs> oh, really? That's whose side I you do, have in this? I, I, I respect it. When you're that pissed, if you have the, the presence of mind to apologize, the lady should just take it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. All right. Switching gears, we introduced the listeners and viewers of WATS to Christine Knowlton a couple weeks ago. That's right. She's and, a big hit. A big and they, star now. They haven't stopped thanking us. I'm still getting <laughs> letters in the mail. Certainly. All right. So Mike has gone back and looked through the archive and found some older videos she's put yeah. together. I found uh, I found her personal YouTube. And if you guys don't like these, just wait, because I do have her acting reel for a future episode oh, as well. So oh good. Okay. <laughs> don't blow your wad just yet. I did notice... When I was doing an image search for her, because I put together a little thumbnail for us today, I did notice that she's not just a comedian. She's also an actor, a writer, a musician. You know, she's one of those you quadruple. You she is. <laughs> yes. She does it all. <laughs> all right. So this is great because um, she puts together these jokes. And, you know, there's a video that's 45 seconds long. It's just one joke. But it's the production that she puts into it. 
sure. that really sells this thing to the, the masses. Okay, so the other day my boyfriend and I were at the laundromat. He's such a sweetie. But I happened to glance over and catch him sticking his tongue in and out over and over again. I just had to say, honey, what are you doing? And he looked at me and said, I'm a reptile. And I just had to laugh and say, yeah, a reptile dysfunction. This still does not get the joke. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) The the craziest thing, the psychosis that goes along with recording a joke you wrote and then putting in the audience reaction. It's not just laughter at the end. It's this whole reactions during the setup and everyone going nuts. Like in her mind, this is going to kill in a theater someday. Yeah, yeah. She she definitely looked up arena crowd. Like that's <laughs> yeah, not, right. That's not a few people in the. <laughs> this audience. isn't a comedy club. No, no, definitely not. And the biggest problem I have with this whole thing is a terrible joke. But the punchline sure. is in the title of the YouTube video. A reptile oh, dysfunction is the name of the fucking Christine. video. You can't. You got to well, bury that. There's a lot you can break down there because she also goes to the Tom Myers school of comedy where like reality be damned. It doesn't matter. You know, she just looked over and her husband's sticking his tongue in and out of his mouth. You know how that happens all the time and we don't need to give a reason for that or anything. Well, hold on a second, Mike. It's better than that. So she came up with the punchline first. Obviously, you could tell that about this joke. Re- like, yeah, sure. Oh, reptile dysfunction kind of sounds like erectile dysfunction. Right. And so she goes, all right, how am I going to get into this? So I'm at the laundromat with my boyfriend, who's a sweetie. Sure. <laughs> what? What does it do with anything? And again, <laughs> going back to Tom Myers, it's like way too many words to, to well, get to this. I think it's good that you put in that he's a sweetie. I would say chop out the other part, because when I imagine a sweetie, it's a grown man in a laundromat going like this. <laughs> well, and this girl loves to talk about foreplay and all sorts of sex acts and everything like that. Couldn't she say that he was going down on her? And wouldn't that make more oh, sense? Right. I don't want to rewrite her joke not, for her. Not only would it make sense, <laughs> it's what I imagined. I was like, yes. so he's just pretending he's eating your box or something? Right, I don't yeah, it's <laughs> a reptile dysfunction. Now it all makes sense. We're in a sex act. It's a... But then the then the tag, and I understand we're taking as long on this joke as if we were like breaking down Goodfellas or something. Yeah, right. But, but but the tag is he still doesn't get it to this day. Yeah. So between standing in a laundromat, playing with his tongue, and not getting that joke, your husband is mentally unwell, Christine. Well, like either, he's either he's he, not a functional adult. Either he doesn't get it or he goes, That's not a good joke. And she's like, Well, you just you just don't get it. He's like, No, no, no. It's not a good joke. Stop it with that. Don't put that on YouTube. Are you uploading that right now? I'm I'm watching you type the description. You're not putting that joke up there, are you? It gets worse. He hears her on the phone in the other room. So I told him he has a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> and he does. Mom, you bitch. Mom, listen to this. He doesn't even get it. Can you believe what a dumb asshole I married? <laughs> oh, Christine. All right. This gets worse. <laughs> because you want to talk about word economy. And... I'll be honest with you. She has the entire joke written on the screen on the video. These, these are these aren't actual videos; just a still with the audio. So the entire joke's written there, and I, I happen to just read through it before I actually listen to it. So I didn't realize there was going to be so much production behind this. This is really an example of in her a head, mistake. people are hanging on every word. 
Even the setup is just hilarious. That's right. And enthralling to these people. So the new Ghostbusters movie comes out soon, and everybody's like, ooh, you're ruining my childhood. <laughs> this is a man's world. Hold on. Is Why does that part get a laugh? It doesn't. <laughs> that's, I mean, Wait, those aren't those aren't real people. No, what I'm asking is in Christine's mind, <laughs> right? Why would that like? So if you were performing that live, she would pause for effect. Like, like the you know the audience is going to need to catch their breath here. I'm going to let them laugh at just me saying that uh, Lady Ghostbusters is ruining my childhood. Well, it actually reminds me of Crystalia, or there's that female comic. I'm forgetting her name, but she pretends to be Spanish. And oh, uh, Angela Johnson. Thank you. It reminds me of those two. Because both of them get these reactions from the crowd. Now I'm starting to think none of it's real. But they get these reactions from the crowd in theaters where they're laughing because they just said the word goofy. Or right. they just put a little emphasis on something in the sentence. Like, Whoa, oh, wow, this is outrageous. I'm, those are Christine's role models. I think so. I think that's what she's <laughs> she's watching that stuff and going, I can also be funny. Well, so the new Ghostbusters movie comes out, everyone's like, oh, this is ruining my childhood. And she thinks that's going to get a- that's how <laughs> That's how bad Christine Knowlton is if she looks at Angela Johnson and thinks, yeah. one day. I'll get there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this, this is always my problem when bad things make it big. Whether it's music or comedy or movies, any type of media or art form, is that then people are like, oh, I, I'll do that too. Like, well, no. Right. You know, you should aspire to be more than that. Try, try to be better than that thing that sucks. To be fair, we've only gotten to the, we haven't even gone through the setup. So let's give Christine a chance for God's gonna, sake. I'm just going to let it play through. All right. We're not going to stop <laughs> it. Here we go. It comes out soon, and everybody's like, Ooh, you're ruining my childhood. This is a man's world. Penises rule. Vaginas can't do anything. They're destroying our world. Well, boo freaking who? I'm not one to judge a movie before. I said I wasn't going to pause it, but there's a subtle <laughs> applause break going on. And she's going, well, boo freaking who? And people are just like, finally, the truth. You're so brave. <laughs> this guy's like tapping their their wife on the elbow. Can you believe how brave she is? Wow. I'm so glad we came to this, honey. You were right. You've torn down the patriarchy. <laughs> finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, boo freaking who. I'm not one to judge a movie before I've seen it. But that's not what's on my mind about the new movie. I'm thinking... Whoa. If you were to give the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man a blowjob, would he shoot fluff all over your face? If so, I hope he has the Hershey squirts. Give me some graham crackers and I would totally hit that. That's one win job I would not want to miss. I lost the uh, story arc, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Okay, so that was my point (laughs) when I said that I read it before I listened to the production behind it. The setup makes zero sense. If you want to say, <laughs> I want to suck the Stay of Marshmallow Man off because I bet he blows fluff in your face. Okay. Something. And then you tag it with the okay. Hershey squirts and whatever. Fine. Yeah. But she starts out with this whole thing. She's like, some people are saying this new female-led Ghostbusters movie isn't that great. And I want to tell those people that, yeah, so what? You know, it's like, well, what does this have to do with anything? 
I'm going to give a marshmallow a rim job. So there. Yeah, later she's getting bukkakied by a fictional marketing boy, and she starts it off with a whole fucking rant about the patriarchy. Like, none of this is necessary. And for any of you that aspire to have, like, TikTok clips of your stand-up go viral, if you're looking to, you know, sweeten it with a little crowd noise, oh. don't have the laughter start before the setup is even over. Yeah, this is the That's worst part. That's a fatal mistake. Oh, man, a blowjob. <laughs> this is the worst part right here is that the joke is he would shoot fluff all over your face. That's the punchline that's what that's what's supposed to hit right it doesn't hit at all people the, the swell of laughter has already begun and doesn't get more puff marshmallow man i know where this job. is going would he shoot fluff all over your face if people are already yes. applauding like george carl was like there's seven wow. words you can't say ah! well okay now that <laughs> i guess after he already came out with that i guess that would happen but yeah not ahead well, of well, time. That's, to be fair, that's her get her done. That's what the crowd is there. Oh, They're like, I right. know where she's going with this one. Here's your sign. Oh, Rim there job. she is. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm very pleased to be uh, playing the debut of this jingle. Here comes the money. Here we go. Thanks so much for the super chat, Kelly Riddle. You might also agree that trying to explain the dabble verse to your spouse makes you want to find a short rope and a tall tree. Hi, Carl and Mike. F-T-W-O. Thank you, Callie. Justin Trudell, two bucks. Mike, she's also a comic writer. I'll read them to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, did uh, Carl sell her short when he was reading her credits? I guess you so. You called her an actress My and bad. a comic? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Justin loves uh, Christine Knowlton. He's, he's, he's the one that sent me oh, that's He's a connoisseur. He knows much more than he should. All right. Well, I expect that report on my desk first thing in the AM, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Box eating dad with two bucks. Craig has a Matthew Shepard tattoo on his quad. Is that right? So does Craig. Oh, he, oh, he said Craig. He said oh, Craig, said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Carl and Craig are matching. I like that you thought two people you know. Uh, Miguel with five bucks <laughs> coming in. I think Miguel has a uh, a jingle. If I'm not mistaken, on here. Here comes the money. Here we go. Thanks for the super chat, Miguel. We sure appreciate it. Blind Mike might not be able to see, but we know for sure he can at least smell that Carl has frosted tips. I don't think that's true. Not even in the same state I over do here. Carl, you said it was a Christy Knowlton clip, not her sizzle reel. We aren't ready. Yeah, I know. It's a little, I'm sorry. That was too much. I understand. It was and, too sexy for everyone. And Don with two bucks says, fuck yeah, this guy is good. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. All right. I, I haven't checked out her acting yet, but I'm excited to. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Let's check out, uh, speaking of acting, let's check out our favorite Hollywood celeb gone YouTuber, Chili DeCastro, Delete Loves. Oh, good. What's going on out there in the land of America? How is everybody doing today? Thank you so much for coming. I super appreciate it. You had to choose to come to this channel because YouTube won't give you that option. You have to find my channel. If you look my channel up, you'll see all the negative videos made about me, but it won't show my channel. So I appreciate you coming. I really value you that you came here to spend this time with me right now. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. You had to choose to come to this channel because YouTube does not put it into the search engines. 
it does not show my videos on the preview screens. So I'm very grateful. Do me a favor. You know, YouTube always taking the side of the police. Is that what's going on here? What I believe is going on yeah, what's is, that? do you remember a while back we started pointing out that Chili, it seemed like Chili, some of the, his numbers were down. Yes. And he seemed very concerned about it. And then he started making claims like we just heard that he's being shadow banned or something. Mm -hmm. I believe what has happened is uh, that he is officially full force become a, what the kids call a lol cow. Yes. Where the the things making fun of him have transcended Chili DeCastro himself, and they are more popular. Guys like our boy uh, Dickbag Patrol yeah. is now more popular than the Delete Laws channel itself. So he, he's even changed the way he does videos, I've noticed, at least lately, but for, the, for a short time. Because they're all, he's actually kind of ripping off our format here, where he's learned maybe the method is not to go outside and harass cops. He just breaks down videos of other people doing it. Oh, okay. So he's kind of tried to mix it up a little. I don't know if he want, if he's wanting well, to get back to the YouTube algorithm or what. But Again, talking about how you and I do our show, that also sounds kind of lazy. I mean, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he's just copying <laughs> on other content. He's not creating his own. Now, I think, yeah, right. I think Tony DeCastro's an asshole. I think he's bad yeah. for society, but... I do hate shadow banning by social media platforms, and it is real. I've been shadow banned by Twitter. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. And it's possible that he's got a gripe here. That's the dilemma I had, too, where I'm like, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, fuck YouTube. But with Chili, I'm like, it's got to be something else. There's no way I'm on this guy's side. But there is something to be said for the fact that when a lot of people are talking about you and they get more popular than you, you're yeah. going to show up. Those things are going to show up in the algorithm higher and not to keep bringing it back to this. But I know the Suttering John is not shadow banned by YouTube. And sure. if you do a YouTube search on Suttering John, you will see Uncle Rico and WATP all over that <laughs> yeah. results page. And if I were a conspiracy theorist, which I uh, fortunately I am, I would think, hey, I think I'm being shadow banned over here. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the same thing with our boy King Cobra. If you go and search him right now, the channels yeah. that cover him come up first. That's before true. The actual King Cobra. That is true. And um, I got to say, even the the top TikTokers, I've noticed when I try to find their channels, I have to sift through yes. some bullshit. So, all right. So, who knows? You know, review shows are the way to go. Guys that break down clips, I think those are the new stars of our society. You don't have to actually create anything. You just comment on it. Exactly. Those These are the cool guys. Mr. Beast is trying way too hard. It doesn't, yeah. You know, you're, you're a tryhard, Mr. Beast. Stop what, it. What you should do is play clips of Mr. Beast and call him an asshole. Oh, my gosh. Should we start a show that says Mr. Beast is an asshole? I'm only half joking. How did I not think of this sooner? Holy shit. I'm an idiot. Look at this prick giving eyes to the blind. I, you know what? Let's start two shows. One is okay. Mr. Beast is the best ever. And the other one is Excellent. fuck Mr. Beast. He sucks. And That's we'll perfect. show up at every Mr. Beast search and get billions of views. <laughs> I'm in. All right. We're reviewing him counting to a million. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, oh, look at this now. He's at 100,000. You got a long way to go, asshole. Yeah, good luck with that, loser. <laughs> then the other one's just like, this is so compelling. What's the next number going to be? <laughs> this is great. At the edge of my seat right now. He almost stumbled there, but he gathered his composure. <laughs> All right. I think we're onto something. The problem with our show, Mike, is that you and I are yes. geniuses, and we give out all of these brilliant ideas. It's probably already happening right now because we just said it. 
Yeah. Someone's already yeah, ripped Penis us. wrinkle is on it. Penis wrinkle, Trisha Paytas. Everyone's <laughs> ripping us off right now. They're all watching. <laughs> Damn it. All right. One more um, from Chili DeCastro. We brought this up recently that Chili had this crazy backstory that he told. Yeah. And we went, wait a second. If this is true, where he was being held in prison and this guy on PCP was trying to murder him. And the guy almost died. Anyway, it was this crazy story. And the whole point was going to jail is a death sentence. You're going to die. Everyone's going to murder you. Yeah, yeah. don't call the cops because you don't want to send the criminals to prison. Right. If if the cops don't kill you, and they will, (laughs) then the other inmates will. That's basically what that story was about. I went, oh, this is... That was 20 years ago, and you're now you're talking about it? I feel like that'd be the forefront of every show. The moral of the story is if someone breaks into your home and rapes your wife, do you really want them dead in prison? Right. What if there's, somebody, what if there's somebody in there who's on PCP or in a K-hole, and yeah. now you, they got to deal with that? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So this is another one of those bizarre stories that only our buddy Chili could uh, recount yes. for us. When my nephew was wrongfully accused in junior high school, some girl said that he grabbed her boobs. They were gonna expel him and they had already made a deal to put him in juvenile detention for a month. The prosecutor and his lawyer, I went to where they live. I collected the statements from a half a dozen, more than that, almost a dozen kids who said that the girl said, let's set up your nephew and let's say that he grabbed her boobs and they all agreed to it. And then when I got him in front of their parents, they all broke. Each one of them said, yeah. This is the music you'd use for the Emmett Till story. (laughs) Right, yeah, it's a little uh, too intense. Very melodramatic. Right. And this is about an eighth grader grabbing a girl's boobs. Okay. If you say so. Yeah. Billy Madison was his name. <laughs> yeah. Had I not done that, my nephew would have gone to juvenile detention for 30 days and been listed as a sexual offender. She didn't like him. Is that a shocker? <laughs> Trust me. I understand what it's like to be not liked by people. He should. Okay, that makes sense. There at the end is, I think he was referring to the bullying that we were talking about earlier, where uh, he was. Okay, yes. He was those pee pants back in school. That's right. He had hard times (laughs) in school as well. Well, what does that do with law enforcement, though? That that leads to my real question: is I couldn't figure out why that video was posted. There was no other context. He just posted like that. It was a short. That's the only context to it. And he's just like, my nephew is a, a rapist. I guess he's just and a I, hero. And it's I just, defended him. <laughs> he just wants to be a hero, I guess, is the only thing. I guess so, yeah. It's, really, it's not really on message for him. Also, I want to, let's remember this. 18 months from now, someone in his chat, ask him details about that exact story. Let's see if he remembers what he said. Because I think oh, he's making all of that shit up. I don't think any of that oh, is real. Oh, that's a fun game. Yeah, That is a fun <laughs> game. Keep on yes. lies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's do this in uh, 2025. Let's see if he remembers. <laughs> was it was it your nephew or who was it again? And what did he grab? I, I don't know. Some kid groped a girl and I got him out of trouble. What's, what's, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the problem? What's, what's the so difference? unbelievable? <laughs> what the fuck is the difference anyway? Who cares? <laughs> Yay, Super Chats. Don gave us two bucks, then came back with number 20 and says, can I get oh. my own super chat? And the answer, of course, is no, because it's 25. 25 is the rule. Dickhead. But then Don comes back with another five. Oh. Fuck yeah, this guy is not good. Why don't you delete yourself or something? All right, Don, <laughs> I'm going to add those. Two. I don't normally do this. I'll make an exception for you, my friend. We're adding those two up together. And Don, wow. you are getting a personalized jingle. And he came in with another two bucks. Who was I more- take back what? I take back the dickhead comment, Don. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> like, that's why I got to read ahead, my friend. Don says, uh, who is more punchable, Stuttering John or Delete Laws? 
Wow. I think it's a tough battle, honestly. That that is a close one. John stays confined to his home. You know? (laughs) Delete laws is going out in the world and bothering. Okay, that's a really good point. If you never longer want to hear from Centering John, all you have to do is turn off his YouTube channel and turn off Dabblers Anonymous. And you're, yeah, Yeah. I don't have to hear John anymore. This asshole. If you live in Vegas, you can just run into the guy. (laughs) This asshole is coming up to you during routine traffic stops and screaming at you that the cops are going to murder you. And it's like, Come on, man. I'm just, I'm trying to talk my way out of it. Can you just leave me alone for a second? God forbid you go to the DMV on one fateful day. It's <laughs> oh, the worst. Okay. I got a suggestion, and I, I mentioned this from time to time. If you go to whoarethese.com, there's a link to our Discord server. It's totally free to join. We encourage people to get in there. A lot of fun discussions going on, a lot of different channels in there. One of the channels is Who Are These Socials, this very program. And I go there every week and I check out what people are posting in there and see what kind of content's going on on social media. And there's a guy, Robo Shitstain MK9000. And sure. he found... He's good. He's good. He finds good stuff. He's got a couple things on our show today. He found this channel on YouTube called Queer Kid Stuff. And I'll read you the description of this channel. It says... Queer Kid Stuff is an edutainment, that's education slash entertainment, multimedia company making queer and gender affirming work for LGBTQ plus kids, parents, educators, (laughs) and their allies. Excellent. All right. So <laughs> let's let's I get it was for kids like I by the I name I assumed it was for kids like you and me, but <laughs> let's get into it. And what's fun about this is you have your host who I assume was assigned female at birth. I could be wrong about that. So it looks like to me. And this person with the bow tie on is sitting next to a teddy bear. The teddy bear has a sweater on that says QKS, which is queer kid stuff. Okay. Glad (laughs) they're handling this professionally. You following this? Sure. All right. And uh, we're going to get into it here. Hey there, friends. Welcome to Queer Kid Stuff. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Teddy. Today, we're talking about <laughs> activism. You know what I just realized? I think Teddy's getting punched in in post. Because I just noticed there's no room noise when, when Teddy's talking. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> That's not a real talking Teddy bear. Teddy's real. This isn't real at all. Okay, well. But Lindsay, okay yes, Teddy? we already know all about activism. Well, we've definitely talked about activism before, but it's so important that I thought it deserves its very own episode. Oh, I are part of one big family. I like, I like a kid that's mature enough to say, Mom, Dad, could we throw on a channel? I'd like to learn a little more about activism. No, no, no. I want the teddy bear to tell me. Like, what right. levels of maturity do you think you're talking to here? This is obviously for very young children. I'm glad you picked up on that because that was one of the things that I picked up on, too, is the language they use, the concepts that are coming out of this. This video is called... How to be an activist. Okay. And so let's just watch it for a little bit. And then I have some key moments in here that I want to check out. Okay. I I have to admit, when I was watching this for the first time, I was thinking to myself, this would be a lot of fun to parody. And I'm wondering if this should be on the Wheel of Consequences for the creep off that we have to make a video series 
for uh, queer children. That's specifically for queer children. I think this should that should be the theme song of the creep off. <laughs> you and Vinny doing different activities, <laughs> looking at the camera. All right, I mean we're having a lot of fun, but let's learn how to be an activist. All right. Okay. You are enough here at Queer Kid Stuff. Teddy, we've already talked so much about activism. Like my favorite book. Oh yeah, A is for activist. We learned the ABCs of activism. And we learned about activism when we talked about the Women's March. And when we talked about pride and the Stonewall. Teddy, you're an expert already. <laughs> I am, I am, I am an activist expert. An active spurt. We'll work on that one. The Women's March and Stonewall are both examples of one kind of activism, protest. Protest is a really important part of activism, but there are lots and lots of other ways. This to has to be right wing propaganda. <laughs> I know it almost seems like it's too over the top. Like, this has to be scripted by Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah, no it, seems, it seems like this is just like piss off Tucker Carlson, so he features yeah. it on his show or something. It doesn't doesn't even seem real. It's too out there. This is a parody. It seems like it, doesn't it? It's crazy. But we're actually getting a little ahead of ourselves, Teddy. Since you are such an expert, do you think you can define activism for us? Absolutely. <clears throat> you ready, Lindsay? Ready, Teddy. Okay. Okay. An activist is someone who takes action to change something they care about. Exactly right. I couldn't have said it better myself. Activism is also super personal. The way All right. I, I just have a thought here. Shouldn't children learn about how the world works before they want to change it? Are we really trying to weaponize four and five-year-olds to go out and protest things they think are wrong in this world? It's, it seems like maybe they should like learn a few more things and then get into that. It seems wild that they're, I mean, they're like literally indoctrinating children. Yes. But I will say they're labeling their audience properly because when the other kids in school see the kids that enjoy this, they can just be like, oh, those are the queer kids. Yeah, those are the queer kids. All right, well, <laughs> listen, if we don't bother them, they don't bother us. It's fine. They're, they're the yeah. queer kids. All right, let's find out um, about activism. Please, and what I I'm like ready. about this video is that it is for children, so they want to break it down as a metaphor to make it <laughs> easy to understand. Okay. Hey, Teddy, do you like pie? I love apple pie, but what does pie have to do with activism? That is an excellent question, Teddy. I'm talking Being hair pie, a good Teddy. You like it or not? Sort of like <laughs> baking a pie. What? First, we need to make the pie crust, and that takes a couple of ingredients. The first ingredient is privilege. Remember when we talked about privilege, Teddy? Yeah, you and Allie mm. sang a song about the monkey bars. You have such a good memory, Teddy. The first ingredient is privilege. Do you remember privilege, Teddy? Yeah, that song about the monkey bars. Oh, privilege gave me diarrhea last time we had it. So, Mike, I went and looked up this song about the monkey bars and privilege, and I thought we could check that out real quick. You're a, tr you're a true journalist. <laughs> yes, before we go any further in this video, because they reference it. Let's find out what they're talking about here. Now, right. this time, uh, Teddy's not here, but instead, our host is oh, no. next to a woman in a wheelchair. Oh, good. <laughs> There's one thing Mike hates, the handicaps. <laughs> kid stuff today i'm doing a sing-along with ali i'm teaching her the privilege song i can't wait let's do this sing along if you know well, the words get up and sing with me ali she goes sing along if you know the words now 
I have written some music from time to time, as you know. The sure. one thing I know about writing a kid song or a sing-along song is you got to keep it simple. You got to keep it real okay. simple, make it real easy. This one they even struggle with, but that's not really the point of this. It's really the message, I guess. <laughs> All right. Sometimes when you're at the park playing, you'll find some of the other kids saying, look, see, the monkey bars are a breeze. You watch the other kids swinging by with knees, but you can't reach to be taller and that's what privilege is it could be money could be that you're funny could be that your world is always sunny but you're lucky and that's what privilege is okay so money funny both are just you're lucky to have that kind of thing that's privilege same as being tall so the metaphor to start the song off is there's the jungle gym and you're not tall enough to reach the monkey bars right okay I think I got it. All right, good. I'm learning today. Well, right. I'm glad. I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. I think that part of it, pretty simple and straightforward. If I'm a kid, I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. This is where okay. things get crazy. Oh, no. Your friends might think, what can I do to help you out when you are blue? And you tell them that you have an idea. You can build a brand. <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad you're picking up on this. Just climb, climb the fucking monkey bars. What are right. you talking about? So basically what they said was, well, they're too tall for the smaller kids, so let's build a new one that where the younger, the smaller kids can reach that, and that will fix everything. So based on this premise, that we should build rockets that Asian girls can fly. It's like, well, no, the problem right. is that Asians are, are bad at flying rockets. The problem is, is that they're too difficult. Let's make them easier for them. If I'm a kid, I'm sitting there like, can't you just lift me up and I'll find these fucking monkeys? I have to yeah. build a new jungle gym? Yeah, or, or maybe if I'm a kid, I'm going, hey, well, I'm, I'm only four. Maybe when I'm six, I'll be able to reach and yeah. give me Give me a fun. little fucking time to not be an activist. <laughs> this is so insane. I can't believe this is really a thing. All right, let's get back to the pie. Oh, please. <laughs> let's talk about the filling. We learned all about the crust. What's, right, what's yes. up with the filling of this pie? But, but... What is it, Teddy? It's just a crust. It's not a pie yet. It needs its inside. Well, that's where you come in. I'm the filling? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Teddy. We're eating you for dinner, Teddy. <laughs> hey, that was the joke just now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stuffy pie, all right. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Filling is all about you and your activism. It's about how you want to make change and what you want to change. You can put anything you want in your pie. Like, like, LGBTQ plus stuff? <laughs> exactly right, well, No, I meant like fucking blueberries. Or... <laughs> yeah, right, like maybe some sugar. Some of them might taste good. I wasn't thinking of that. LGBTQ plus stuff. What, do you want to chop up gay people and put them in a pie, Teddy? The fuck is wrong with you? They can't stick to their analogies. They're like, so you're climbing the monkey bars, and you reach for one, and it's a, there's an astronaut. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> These are mixed messages here. Yeah, kids cannot possibly follow this. So we're talking about Teddy likes apple pie. You want to get some apple, some cinnamon maybe. 
that would be the filling. But no, immediately it's like, you mean LGBTQ stuff? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Okay. All right. Sorry, Teddy. No pie for you. Derek Chauvin knelt in it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure glad he was stabbed in prison. We all are, Teddy. (laughs) That was done by an activist. K is for knife. (laughs) Oh, it seems like you're enjoying the pie. (laughs) Change. You can put anything you want in your pie. Like, like, LGBTQ plus stuff? Exactly right, Teddy. LGBTQ plus stuff is definitely in my pie and YouTube videos. (laughs) That's one way I like to be an activist, through these videos. You know what's not in her pie pie. is a dick. (laughs) Ever. This pie says that Joe Biden was on Epstein's Island. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the wrong pie! Get that pie out of here! (laughs) Uh, There's no proof that that's actually even a pie, so we should just ignore that one. (laughs) I'm going to put Hunter Biden's laptop in my pie. No, 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 no. I could put protest in my pie. Teddy, you can totally put protest into your activist pie. I also really like chocolate, so I'm going to stick that in the pie, too. Look at that. How are we back with chocolate? (laughs) That's the thing. That's the problem with this video. It makes zero sense. You've got a little bit of chocolate, a little prejudice here. We're going to want to mix that in, of course. That's what gives it a little spice. And when did ukuleles become the instrument of children's music? It seems to be uh, a thing now. Um... Probably when uh, who's the remember the girl who apologized yeah, while playing that's the ukulele? I was thinking the, of, the, right. the pedophile. <laughs> Maybe she, uh, yeah. she she got it in vogue. I think I guess so. All right. So after they do the pie analogy, then they decide it's it's reading time. They're actually going to read you the book. A is for activist. Thank God. I, I've heard it teased so much. I can't wait. Well, we got to get into this. I want to learn more about this book. Before that, though, let's go through. Super chats are uh, blowing up right now. People are loving. How to be an activist from uh, queer kid stuff. Don again says, fuck yeah, love you, Mike. Ten bucks. Thanks, Don. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Rock O or B 2002. Queer kid stuff world order. (laughs) 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 Q-K-S-W-O. Miguel, five bucks. Best of both worlds. Have Mr. Beast cure Mike on a crossover episode on Patreon. Now you're talking. And then, but then we'll have to do an episode where I expose that it didn't actually work to fit right. the other show. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So look how easy this is. It's yeah. billions of views right there. Goat Melp, five bucks. Carl, you should keep Don's multiple donation installment plan for Canadian Super Chatters to get a jingle because our options jump from 20 to 50. Oh, I didn't realize the Canadian government was keeping you guys down. Then uh, I apologize, Don. And yes. Canadians, 50 bucks is all it takes to to get your own personalized jingle. Uh, We've got a pie to teach you guys about freedom, actually, if you ever want to come to America. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to put the trucker protest in my pie. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't like that protest. No, 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 no. We will not be covering that. Prime Minister in blackface pie. (laughs) We will not be covering that ingredient on the nightly news. Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) Dang lizard, five euros. The Teddy clearly 4Ks, which specifies the amount of Coke you need to watch this show. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Hacko Burrow, two bucks. They definitely aren't coming for our kids. Yeah, I know. No shit. 
obviously. No, no, this is perfectly normal behavior. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is fine. It's just on YouTube and every iPad that every child's staring at. Don, five bucks. I'm good enough, smart enough, and gosh darn it, I want to go postal. Yeah, no shit. Dang Wizard. Meant to say that Teddy's shirt says 4KS. Oh, okay. Instead of QKS. It does look like that. Hamilton Burger, five bucks. The best way to convince me to ignore you is to do so in song with a ukulele. This person can insert it up their bonus hole. <laughs> Goat Melp, five bucks. I love supporting the show, but our prime minister is a soy boy cuck who ruined our economy. We don't all make Zumok money. I know. Hey, just... I just put it into a pie for you. Didn't you understand? Ca Castro's son has really fucked things up, but you guys had a chance. There was an election. <laughs> What are you doing? Don, this show rules. Thank you, Don. I appreciate it. Hacko Burrow, two bucks. QKS and Trans Dad, the team up that would end WATS. Oh. Holy shit. Oh. That's. He would love this. That's the pay per view. Oh, he would love this so much. Yeah. That da would be Daniel amazing. Alexander would be a perfect character on whatever this version <laughs> yes. of Sesame Street is. <laughs> <laughs> Except for he's a straight white man, so we'll never get on. Meanwhile, Bradley, two bucks. Big D privilege makes me fume. Uh, Rocco or B, 2002, five bucks. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish it was a baller. That's where this all comes from. See, it's that's <laughs> privilege right there. Doc Jones, 73. reference in that song. Yeah, I don't remember that either. I think that was in Criss Cross's song about jump. Uh, <laughs> Doc Jones, 73, $25. Thank you very much, sir. Yay, super chats. Is that Eugene Levy's daughter, Dave? <laughs> That's that's very hurtful. Don, one word, implants. Rock O or B, 2002, two bucks. She wished she had a cream pie. Yeah, I'm, I think I, I'm with you on that. But while Bradley, two bucks. Vic taking care of the Houthis out of in the Red Sea. I, I guess that's a question. Uh, I hope so. I can't think of a more important person, heroic person to send over to, yes. <laughs> to take care of our work than... Victor Review Girl. <laughs> Thank goodness Absolutely. for that. Ricky, 32, 22 bucks. What part do they explain how to make a Molotov? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, look at this. There's already bricks here. Well, that's odd. Let's not ask questions. <laughs> but, but who put them here, Teddy? <laughs> I, heard don't it was, worry about it. I heard it was Soros. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about Soros on this show. <laughs> Oh, my God, this show is getting crazy. Take Lizard, two euros. Carl puts tiki torches in his activism pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so going on. Don, two bucks. John ran away from my fight challenge yet again. I know. D Don's been fucking with John nonstop. I've seen that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't John. know who you are, Don. I didn't realize. <laughs> I'm sorry, Don. I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so funny, too, because John would be like, why would I fight you? I don't even know you. And Don goes, well, you literally challenged everyone in the Dabbleverse to a fight. <laughs> I know, but I'm not going to fight you, Don. I don't have a problem with you. You're a nobody. You're a nobody. <laughs> All right. What was I teasing? A is for activism, right? Yeah. So she was telling us you put uh, quick drying cement in your pie and throw it at Miley Yiannopoulos. <laughs> yes. Correct. He used to be one of us was the name of the next song. <laughs> All right. So this is A is for activists. Let's, let's read the book together. Now, remember, this is a children's book. Sure. A. A is for activist, advocate, abolitionist, ally, actively answering a call to action. Are you an activist? A is for asshole. 
Let's not forget that. I, you left out a very important word here. A is for annoying. Miss, after I learn how to make poopies, can you teach me how to be an abolitionist? <laughs> B. B is for banner, bobbing in the sky. Banter, in bitch. <laughs> B is for banter. You're not shy. <laughs> C. C is for co-op, cooperating huh. cultures. Creative counter to corporate vultures. Oh, and cats. Corporate vultures? What child is this geared toward? Mommy, can you help me with these two words? (laughs) What's a corporate vulture? (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, uh, despite the corporate vultures, I want Legos for Christmas. (laughs) Mommy, do I have to get on that school bus? It was made by the corporations. They threw in a cat to make it fun for kids. D. Little D democracy. More than voting, you'll agree. Dictators detest it. Donkeys don't get it. But you and me, we demand equality. E. Equal rights, black, brown, or white. Clean and healthy is a right. (laughs) <laughs> they're like equal rights well except for south africa that we gotta undo something <laughs> south africa. Uh, it's, it's a okay. gray area yeah <laughs> uh, we can suppress the whites out there they're kind of assholes but everywhere else <laughs> equal rights for all all right so i gotta get to f because f really was what blew my mind remember it's a book for children every place we live and play environmental justice is the way f f is for feminist. For fairness in our pay, for freedom to flourish and choose our own way. F is for feminist, for equal pay. I I have a deal to make with you, young lady. As soon as women can use a real size basketball and dunk it, equal pay. It's that easy. Well, the thing the thing is, and Teddy always complains about this, that the girls at school only get seventy percent of the nap time that the other boys do. So <laughs> That's this is right. Really, yes. You forget it affects the kids as well. You know, they Wake should up, be very Jill. concerned about it. Wake up, Jill! Your nap time's over. But Billy, yeah, now Billy gets to sleep. That's fucking what ridiculous. possible reason? Like, I understand the idea of like I, when I was in school, I think we learned a lot of uh, bullshit in history classes, sure. but. At what age do we really need to start teaching them about feminism and equal pay? That's what I mean. This is is insane. This is so stupid. This is all political. It's 100% political. (laughs) And they're using children, which is uh, not great. It's it's pretty bad. The sexuality thing, like saying, like, hey, kids, except anyone who's gay or straight is like, hey, you know, your friend likes really wants to suck cock. Right. And your friend likes to lick pussy. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> like we're immediately <laughs> sexualizing these children that don't understand these concepts crazy. Of, or at least shouldn't. <laughs> All right. Yay. Super chats. It's Wikipox. Fifty dollars. Thank you very much. You could call me Parks for my Super Chat jingle. Will do, Wikibox. You writing this down, Mike? Love you guys. Y'all have gotten me through some really tough times last year. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, that's very sweet, and I'm glad to hear that. Sorry you had tough times, but I'm glad we helped out. We do have fun. Absolutely. 
Turbo, 749, five bucks. I used to be a Holocaust denier. I didn't believe it. It could ha ha ever happen until I watched some shoe eclipse. Now I can't believe it only happened once. All right. That was that was the super chat they were before that was a super chat. They wanted me to read that as a regular chat of this show for a long time. It rings a bell for some reason. Well, I'm glad we finally got the word out there. Karen Garvey, two bucks. See, the problem with the timing of this, and maybe they're doing this on purpose, is someone's gonna clip us goofing on this show and be like, and see, they're obviously Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do a show with one, so. That's true. My last name's <laughs> yeah. Hamburger, so. Uh, Karen Garvey, two bucks. You are being sniped. Uh, it doesn't bother me one bit. Ricky, 3220. F is for fiery, but peaceful protests. <laughs> <laughs> mostly. F is for mostly peaceful protests. <laughs> P is for take to the streets. <laughs> R is for riot. <laughs> Dang Lizard says, A is for abortion, B is for blind, C is for children. Oh, this book seems problematic. <laughs> and targeted, it seems. Yeah, Doc Jones, 73. Is it $50 for a jingle now or just in Canada? That, that was a joke. It's 25 And I didn't realize the Canadians can't give us 25 So if they give us 20 we'll let it slide. Because some people are worried about the currency and the exchange rate. Not me. I say whatever shithole country you live in with your shithole currency, we'll accept it and we'll be grateful for it. Yeah, but if we do see you donate to other chats more money, then we will chastise you properly. Broccoli! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head over to TikTok. TikTok society up by the Chinese to fuck up the minds of our youth and some other people too. So let's talk quite a lot about these TikTokers we stalk and know. Oh, oh, oh. TikTok fucking blows. I'm glad you enjoyed the queer kid stuff as much as I did. I think that oh might be God. a regular segment out here. That's insane. <laughs> Do they post regularly? Because we're going to have to look yeah. at them again. Oh, oh yeah, for crazy. sure. This is a, a pretty deep well, I think, that we're going to get ourselves into. Oh, so uh, thank you again to Robo Shitstain MK9000 yeah, for that. Now, you know that Joe Coy hosted yeah. the Golden Globes. Yeah. Do you know much about Joe Coy? I I've do. never been a fan, really. I'll tell you why I know about Joe Coy. Now, Joe Coy, it's funny how many people are like, I've never even heard of this guy. Who is this guy? Joe Coy yeah. is very famous for two reasons. Well, two reasons in my world. One, he's a regular on the Adam Carolla show. Yeah. So that's how I know Joe Coy. Adam would have him on all the time and make Asian jokes, and Joe Coy would go along with it because you kind of got to live in Adam's world when you're on that show. <laughs> sure. So that's fun. But Chelsea Handler is also a huge Joe Coy oh, fan. He used to be yeah. a regular on, I believe, Chelsea Lately, whatever her nightly show was where she had a panel of comedians. Joe Coy was one of the main guys. That was definitely his original like break, I think. I yes. think he would say that was probably his big break. Right. So what, what's interesting about that is that those are two very different worlds. Anna Carolla, yeah. Chelsea Handler. So that means he's got a pretty big audience and there's a cross-section. So when I saw he, that he I was think hosting, he does like arenas or certainly theaters, but I think he does like big shows. He does big shows, especially on the West Coast. Yeah. So when I saw that he was hosting the Golden Globes, I went, makes makes perfect sense. Sure. You have an Asian man who's going to go up there and and host, and he's safe. He's nothing crazy or anything like that. Well, I don't have to tell you all watching this. I'm sure you've seen all the reaction videos. People are not happy with what he did on the Golden Globes. Uh, apparently he bombed. Well, this is what's crazy about it. I was listening to audio on the Drew and Mike show, 
And as we're listening, you realize that they were piping in applause and laughter. Because when you're when you're just listening to it, it's like, oh, this doesn't sound too bad. But when you watch That's it, That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, right. When you watch it and they show the camera from behind Joe Coy, or they do any type of audience reaction shots, no one's even smiling. <laughs> Everyone seems okay, upset. Yeah. It looks so like that's me at I, church. I'm like Jesus. That, what's interesting about it is like I didn't think that I'm not a Joe Coy fan, me so neither. I wasn't I expecting care. to find it funny by any means. But all the jokes in question to me were kind of like whatever. They certainly weren't offensive. Like, right. it's crazy to me that the next day, like, TikTok and social media erupted like, fuck this guy. And I didn't understand it, really. All right. So here is an example of that. And I guess the biggest issue people had with Joe Coy was the joke he made about Tay-Tay. So, yeah, if you so don't know I the joke, co- it's the most tame <laughs> joke ever. It was the most tame thing. It was a joke about the NFL. It was the joke. The joke was essentially that the NFL cuts to Taylor a lot, basically. way too much. And it, it was. It came back from commercial break. He goes, "Hey, you know, Taylor Swift is here, but unlike the NFL, we're not going to cut to her every two seconds." He didn't get it out correctly. He kind of stumbled on it. It wasn't great delivery. But Taylor yeah. Swift, what a bitch! She decides to give him the stink eye and take a sip from her fucking champagne flute. Like, oh no, you didn't. It's like Taylor. Can you just? The guy's hosting a show. Just giggle or smile and acknowledge. It's not about you. Who, what do you give well, a shit? I wonder if that was even like intentional to be like, fuck this guy. But then by everything, it was like all the reports I saw later were like, Taylor Swift storms out. Taylor Swift oh, right. allegedly furious at Joe Coy's joke. It's like if you're the biggest star in the world, did you not think they were going to acknowledge you at some point? I don't get it. And I could think of 200 Taylor Swift jokes. It would be way more offensive off the top of my head right now. <laughs> Than what Joe Coy said. And for and whatever reason, this really set her off. I, I know it's been pointed out 10,000 times, but I, they're lucky Ricky Gervais wasn't there. If this was the reaction to Joe Coy, who's the most mild-mannered guy in comedy. Well, that's the thing. These people are such elitists. They have no idea what's going on in the real world. So they did have Ricky Gervais on, and all of America went, I like this guy. This is funny. This right. guy is hilarious. And then they had him on again. And I think eventually the celebrities were like, well, I'm getting ripped out at, at this fucking award show. I'm there. Make it stop. <laughs> yeah, come on. What are you doing here? These guys making fun of me, and I'm a big celebrity. Why are you doing that? Okay. So this is just some of the reactions we got from the Swifties. Yes. Kelly Keegs. Yeah, she's uh, she works for Barstool Sports. Yes. And uh, she, I, I think her, basically her entire brand hinges on The Bachelor and Taylor Swift. I think those are the, like the two big things that she covers. So this is what's interesting to me is there's kind of an industry now around making every little Taylor Swift story into a major story because there are podcasts about it and social media accounts and all kinds of shit. And Kelly Keeks kind of falls into that group. Okay. So my new show is called Mr. Beast Sucks Balls and Taylor (laughs) Swift. All right. Never mind. That's not going to (laughs) work. I thought thought maybe there was some synergy there, but definitely not. All right. Let's watch uh, Kelly Keeks. Holy fuck. Joe Coy is dead. Did you see Taylor's face when he just made that joke? I look ins- I look insane right now. Just ignore it. Okay. No, I-, I feel like I need to pause it. Joe Coy just made an NFL joke. Uh, the only difference between the NFL and uh, and I don't even know what the- and the Golden Globes is that there have been less camera shots of Taylor Swift at the Golden Globes is what he just said. And it cut to Taylor and she Delivery was matters, shown folks. fucking face, sip a glass of wine. Oh my God. Joe Coy is dead. Joe Coy is dead. 
Like, de- like they're rooting for this man to die in the streets. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> this is what I don't take. understand. Well, and also, I just want to say, I don't, I'm not familiar with Kelly Keegs. You know her better than I do. Maybe your initial reaction isn't the one you should go straight to TikTok with. Like, maybe think about it for a second. This whole thing was just like, Taylor won that battle. No, Taylor came off as a bitch. I know Joe Coy's going yeah, on this bit. apology tour right now, but honestly, I don't even think this was Joey Coy's fault. Well, all right, I'll say this about his monologue. He did a couple yeah. things that grind my gears when it comes to comedy. Sold his writers out and yeah. said he only had a few days to prepare. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't, he wouldn't own up to his own jokes. He's just like, ah, some of them I wrote, some of them someone else wrote, which is a bullshit yeah. thing. They'd be like, I started about this 10 days ago, guys. What do you want from me? It's like, dude, if you have no conference in material, then get the fuck off the stage. What are you doing? What's weird about Joe Coy's performance is he wanted to be liked by everyone in the room. Of course. His his jokes were pretty mild. Yeah. And he's the most controver- controversial host they've had in years. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so stupid. It, sh- it shows you why no one watches award shows anymore. And this is the most exciting, fun award show there is, right? It's TV. It's movies. Everyone's they drinking. Drink. The celebrities yeah. are all there having fun. Harrison Ford gets up and is fucking shit-faced. It's, I, like, <laughs> this is the fun award show. And yeah. even the fun award show is not allowed to be fun. Everyone gets upset if it's fun. This it's is too crazy. fun. I- I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a theory that like now, anytime a big story comes out, like the Epstein list drops or something like that, they're like, hey, someone just say something about Taylor Swift that we can blow out of proportion and make that the story of the week. Yeah. All right. So there are also jokes about Barbie, the movie. Yes. And there's people reacting to that as well. I've seen Joe Coy apologize to Taylor Swift. I've seen interviewers ask him about the Taylor Swift joke. I have not seen any interviewer or him mention the Barbie jokes. There were multiple. He reduced the film to being about a doll with plastic boobs or boobies, his words, not mine. And then said that the best part of the film was when Barbie got flat feet, saggy boobs and cellulite or something like that. So essentially, he said that the best part of the movie was when Margot Robbie got ugly in his eyes. He should be apologizing really to Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, too, not just Taylor Swift. What are we doing here? This generation is retarded. It's it's insane, the reaction that people go to, and that everyone says, like, his jokes, if you want to call them that, or like... They kind of paraphrase the idea that these are yeah. jokes. No, he was he was joking. He was definitely joking. Yeah, and the Barbie movies, the superficial bullshit, whatever. I actually watched that stupid movie. Yeah. What, whatever. You're taking offense to that? Margot Robbie needs a, a personal apology from Joe but Coy? The, the joke was that uh, Oppenheimer was about this intricate, the, the creating of the nuclear bomb yes. <laughs> that we dropped on a fucking country. It was, a, it was a detailed, nuanced film. And the other big movie of the year was about a doll that's made by Mattel. That was the joke, essentially. But they purposely like paraphrase and misquote what it was, and they act like it wasn't actually a joke. And then the other thing, with the other joke that he made is, that Barbie, when she got cellulite and all that, she became a character actress. That's the the joke is about Hollywood. It's right. shitting on Hollywood right. for not valuing women. And these people don't listen to that, and they're like, "This fucking pig," even though he's actually on our side. Well, I don't think they even understand that. Uh, there isn't a dumber place in the world than this woman's TikTok comment section. Let me read a little bit of the back and forth that's going on underneath this TikTok video. Oh, please. So 
someone comes in here and says, and the T-Swift joke was not even as bad as the Barbie joke. And so the woman who made this video says, yup, I bet Taylor herself is like, apologize to Greta and Margot too. What the fuck? <laughs> and then Mr. Vinyl Spin says, because the joke is about the Barbie, the toy, not about the content of the film. Y'all should relax. Uh-oh. Voice of reason coming in. So then the woman who made this video says, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer was based on 721-page Pulitzer Prize winning novel about Manhattan Project. Barbie was about a plastic doll with big boobies. It was definitely about the film. The dichotomy he drew implies Oppenheimer is superior because of what it's based on. And Mr. Vinyl Spin says, yes. Is it? No? Then why do you put so much importance on what some clown says? And then the final Fair. comment in this thread. No, genius. It was a joke about the film. The film was not nominated. The one he said the movie is about, that is how quotes work. <laughs> the, the bar, the, what the Barbie movie inspired in young women is pretty insane. Like, yes. Uh, this, to, this story's been told in the Kirk Minahan show. I don't know if I've heard Kirk tell it. I don't know if anyone else at the company has told it. But there's a girl named Caroline who's like a comedian that works at Barstool. Okay. And she legitimately, according to sources, almost quit the company because uh, KFC from Barstool said that he didn't like the movie. Ugh. She almost quit her job because a man didn't like the Barbie movie. It's not a good it's movie. It's fucking crazy. It's not a good movie. Well, it's, it's a, for a it's, lot of I'm reasons. sure it's a good movie for young girls. That's who it's for. Like, who gives a shit? But, like... The idea, yeah, one movie is certainly more important in subject matter. It was about the fucking atomic bomb. Yeah, about the Manhattan Project. <laughs> uh, and then there's another yeah. comment here that says, did you all see what Kevin Hart said about Joe Coy? And then the person who made this video responds, all caps, I did now, with two swearing emojis. <laughs> so I looked this up. I went, what the fuck did Kevin Hart say about Joe Coy? And I was going to pull the clip, and I was ready to play it for you. It is the most generic response ever. Kevin Hart's just like, listen, Joe Coy's a very funny guy. He's he's a great comedian. He always kills. Everyone loves yeah. him. This is a tough spot for him. It happens. Like He said nothing that would offend anyone ever. It's Kevin well, Hart. you know Kevin Hart's always stepping into controversies. It's fucking Kevin Hart we're talking about. This guy has to protect all the fucking billions of dollars in contracts he has for movies. Are you kidding me? And if you guys are wondering how this all lines up, the, the people that we're playing, the girls' uh, videos that we're playing, those are actually alumni of the Queer Kids stuff YouTube <laughs> yeah, channel. Yeah, that's right. So, it all ties in. Uh, all right, so this is one more. And uh, the Swifties are fucking weirdos, man. It's a lot. We're still going to have a great fun night ahead, but Joe Coy, you pissed off our girl, so you pissed us off. When the camera panned to Taylor, you could tell she was pissed. And she's very, very good with body language, and she rarely <laughs> reacts unless it's something like this. I got to say, first off, she has a photo of Taylor's reaction here. Her bangs suck. They're stupid. Taylor Swift, you got to start with about your hair. You're like the biggest star in the world. What are you doing? I'm not here to shit on Tay. That's a little, that's over the line. Okay, but fair enough. <laughs> it is, it's great. I mean, good for Taylor that she has a group of dedicated people like this. But when they're like, I mean, she, we know she's good at body language. So it would have to be a 10 out of 10 to get a reaction like this out of her. It's like, what, a Asian guy made a mild joke at an award show. That's a that's that's the fucking nuclear bomb we're talking about. Well, someone renamed the Swifties to Softies, which I thought was pretty funny. But <laughs> my favorite comment underneath this video is white on white crime. 
<laughs> like Joe Coy came out in his monologue and immediately made it clear that he's Asian. Like that was a yeah. point that he made in like the third sentence of his monologue to oh, make right. sure, hey yeah. guys, just so you know, I'm not part of uh, white privilege here. All right. Uh. Well, Joe Coy also like this is the kind of comic he is. By the way, people were calling him like racist and all this kind of oh, stuff. I know. But uh, I will say, I was scrolling through uh, his TikTok just to see if there's anything juicy there, and it was I. If I if you scroll fast, it all starts. My mom, my mom, my mom, my Ugh. mom. It's all about his Asian mother. Of course. So we might have a the a, a scenario of that fan pretending that, to be someone. I was thinking the same thing. It's like ah, I, yeah. I don't want to be an Asian comedian. There's one way to do it. <laughs> all right. Since we're on TikTok and talking about white privilege, Tom yes. Segura can knock it out of his own way. I don't think TikTok videos like this are helping his cause. So he's okay. doing his tour through Asia. He's over in Japan and he's showing a day in the life of a comic on the road here. Oh, Welcome to the life of a 44-year-old comedian who tours the world for a living. Oh, so today I just woke up and I like to start the day with a cup of coffee. Mmm, delicious. Espresso blend. It's pretty tasty, especially for just making it in the room, you know? <laughs> and then I like to look out the window and just appreciate the beautiful view. Look at that. Look at Tokyo Harbor over here. Seeing the sun come up, it really makes me excited to see what's going to be possible today. Then I uh, realize that coffee hit, so it's time to take a shit. Japan really has great toilets, and this one's uh, taking a little more effort to grind out. I'm going to have to grunt a little and push. Ah! It finally did come out. Thanks. Good one. This is stuttering John level comedy right here. You sh- I don't get this. He's showing himself. So he's walking around with the camera and he's showing, you know, the view that he has. It's amazing. The room that he has is amazing. But then he shows the right. toilet. And now he's showing his face, making the grunting on pooping faces. Ooh. Pretty good stuff. But is it, is it basically just like, hey, guys, I can afford this stuff? Is oh. that what, essentially what the video is? Oh, yeah. But also, he's better than us in every single way. It, it gets better. Oh, you're right. Sure, we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he makes money. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Push. Ah, it finally did come out. Thankfully, there's a total watch list. So I just press this button here. It really cleans my asshole inside and out. Oh, yeah. Nice and fresh. Now I'm going to brush my teeth, pop a dick pill, and get the day started. <laughs> Now it's time to put an outfit together. I think this looks pretty cool. I'm feeling pretty fresh. I'm feeling good about myself. Time to knock out a little bit of work. You know what? I think it might be time for another coffee. Mmm, this is good. This one is uh, an espresso blend also. I'm really getting into espressos this time of year. So now, pre-show. You know, I like to go to the gym. Today I'm going to do chest and back. These dumbbells, they only go up to 50. (laughs) Now he's showing himself working out in the gym. I don't understand... It feels like it should be a parody of the guy he's being, but I don't think it is that, right? Nope, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> this is what it annoys. I like a lot of Tom Segura's stuff. I know sure. a lot of people watching probably don't like him. I yeah. like his stand-up. I think he's got a lot of good stuff. What infuriates, and I used to like his podcast, honestly. What infuriates me about the new Tom Segura is he thinks he's clapping back to people that are jealous of right. him. When his fans say, like, Hey, Tom, you're just kind of droning on about the fact that you got a new watch and an expensive car and you flew private and all this kind of stuff. But there are no stories. You don't have, there's no substance to what you're doing. They're criticizing the podcast. They're not saying we're jealous of you, Tom. So Tom's fighting this straw man argument of people against people that are jealous of him. That's not who the backlash is coming from. It's saying, hey, Tom, you used to be really funny. And down to earth, and you're not yeah. anymore. Down to earth, I think, is also a big part of this. Yeah. He's he's obviously like relishing in the fact that he's living a much better life than everyone else. 
and bragging about it and showing it off. And I'm not a jealous guy. I'm not jealous of Tom Segura. I don't give a fuck. I'm very happy with what I'm doing in my life. But I find this, sure. I would never put out content like this. It's this just obnoxious. And, but there, but here's the thing. There are things, like if Tom Segura ta- mentions that he flew private, yeah. I might be like, oh, that'd be awesome. Right. But I don't need to hear like a 40-minute discussion well, about how he got a hold of the guy with the plane. And Well, that's the whole thing. Boring. Mike, guys like you and me are happy for him. And this is the thing that Tom Segura always says. Right. When I used yeah, to hear about right. people and they had good things, I was happy for them. And I wanted to be like that. And I feel the same way. But this is just douchey. He's just being a yeah. douche with this. If you're a fan of someone like uh, everyone knows I'm a big Shane Gillis fan. He's blowing up right now. I look at that. I'm like, fucking awesome. That's great. Yeah. And I would th- I was a Tom Segura fan. So like when he blew up, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I never had this thing of like, oh, fuck him. And I'm sure some people on the Internet do, but not the majority of your fans that he seems to be clapping back against. And uh, that YouTube channel, Too Lazy to Try, yes, uh, has been uh, covering Tom for a while. And he's basically shown that Tom is in a mental pretzel right now because sometimes he posts stuff like this. And then sometimes he like scrubs stuff that make it seem like he's out of touch. So he, he doesn't really know what his fan base is anymore, I don't think. You know what this is? I just realized what this is. This is like people who are into Green Day when they put out Kerplunk. And like, check out this punk okay. band. They write some cool songs. They seem like they get me. They're pretty fun. And then they turn into fucking American Idiot, and they're putting on Broadway shows. They're like, fuck this. I didn't sign up for this bullshit. I don't like this band anymore. <laughs> the songs or, are still and, catchy, but... But then there, then there's the people that I guess got mad at Green Day last week because they put MAGA in their song "American Idiot" when they were performing Ugh. it, and I was kind of like, "What did you think they? Yeah, were what did you think this, this was? Point? Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. They're, I, I love that punk rock has become so pro-establishment. They're like, you got to vote for Joe Biden. Like a lot of a lot of those bands made unironically like get your vaccine parodies to the to their own songs. They're all big, uh, pro big pharma. So I was like, this is not very punk rock, guys. You know that, right? Okay. Yeah, right. Let's get back to Tom. Chest and back. These dumbbells, they only go up to 50. <laughs> I'm trying to get stronger. Hopefully this works. These full extension push-ups are way more range than I'm used to. It's really tough to keep your hips up, but I'm working on it. Doing a little bit of back, too. Do the back if you're going to do the front. <laughs> now it's time for another alpha change. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Feeling pretty good. Time to get the boys together and go to the show. I take some notes, think about what I'm going to say, get welcomed by the really nice people here in Tokyo. Gosh, they're really sweet. Time to go on stage and spread some positivity. Hopefully people laugh and leave here in a good mood. That's what I'm all about. (laughs) Boy, that show was fun. Now it's time to go eat. We're going to a place called Wagyu Mafia. So much mm, yummy, yummy treats. Yummy fatty meat. I've never had meat like this before. Oh my gosh, so delicious. Wow, it's so rich. Oh, we even did the wasabi challenge. Yeah, trying to eat a mountain of wasabi. Man, I felt that. (laughs) That really opened up my sinuses. Oh, and the kicker are these strawberries. Gosh, I've never had such big, beautiful, rich strawberries. They taste like pieces of candy. I can't wait to come back to Japan and eat more strawberries. All right, well, that's another day in the lab for a 44-year-old comedian that tours for a living. Good stuff, Tom. I feel like there has to be something I'm missing. (laughs) What? You would the think. fuck was that? <laughs> you, you would think, because otherwise it's just obnoxious. If, if I'm not getting the jokes, then it just seems like you're just being kind of douchey. And the, the way he's slapping back at people is just like, yeah, fuck you. I am rich and I am killing it. And you all suck. Yeah. Okay. He's really misdiagnosed the problem. And <laughs> yeah, I again, think you're right. Of course, there's a, a percentage of people that I'm sure are just jealous cunts that comment on everyone's sure. videos of course. and are, are just miserable in their own lives. 
I do not think that's the majority of Tom Segura's fans. Yeah. And by the way, if Tom's sensitive about that, if people are jealous of him coming, your mom's house, the, the, the premise of your mom's house, for those that don't know, is playing clips of uh, retarded people and mocking them. <laughs> that's what your mom's house is. Yeah. No, so I, I don't know where Tom got so high and mighty and is like doing this to internet comments. All right, let's. Uh, we we were going long today, but I have a couple more important things that we need to get to. We haven't gone to Instagram yet. We haven't gone to Twitter. Real quick, oh I want to thank the viewers that we have. A lot of people watching the show tonight. We appreciate that, and the people who are donating to the show. Yay! Super chats, including my boy Kelly Riddle, two bucks. You should hear the shit we got Christian to say. I hear the shit you get Christian to say. I pay attention to uh, who are these broadcasters. We appreciate it. Uh, Kelly, if you don't listen to or watch who are these broadcasters Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, the way they do super chats is whoever gives the most money, whatever you write in there, Christian will read that at the end. And uh, it turns oh, out, all right, go get Christian to say the N word. Well, it turns fun. out he's quite the white nationalist <laughs> that Christian Blatt. It went down. <laughs> Matthew Riley, five bucks says, Carl, why do you think your live emergency broadcast have over a thousand viewers when you do a planned stream with a certain co-host? It is less. Well, Matthew, I think it's because when I do the emergency shows, it's about stuttering John Melendez. There's a lot of interest. Are you blaming me? No, <laughs> I think Matthew was. This thing I down. think Matthew was. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I bring on uh, Andrea Brower, and uh, there's 2,000 people in there. I bring on Mike Geary, and people are like, yawn. That's not fair. Andrea Brower's a big star. Don't compare me to her. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Thank Lizard. Five euros. Curl, if you don't want to be called supremacist, look for another co host. Then not see Mike, <laughs> get Craigers and become a math like supporter. Oh, wait, poor Mike, not see Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Dang lizard said, Frosty, you're in no position to talk about haircuts. How dare you, Dang lizard? I'm looking good. It's not fair. What do you mean it's fair? It just makes sense. I'm saying, I've only seen you in a ball cap. Uh, Steve Hanning, $10, says Segura has become everything he ripped on. Screw him. Yeah, I know that's part of the problem. And I actually pointed this out. I went on the Drew and Mike show and I did a little research. I almost did a, a why are you laughing historic look back at uh, Tom Segura over the years. And I found his early comedy specials. He's relating to yeah. the little people. And well, I got to upgrade to first class and I didn't pay yeah. for it, but I got to be in first class. And when he was on your mom's house, they're watching a video of a rich guy talking about all this stuff. They're just like, he's just flaunting his money. It's obnoxious. Right. It's, it's weird because you could watch these clips are still out there. And it's all the things that Tom is now that he used to say was lame. Well, I guess he was buddies with, like, Andrew Tate. And I think he's kind of the guy that broke Andrew Tate, actually. Okay. Or, or at least one of them. Yeah. And uh, around that time, people... And this is just for people that have watched him more than I have, so I don't know how accurate it is. But what I've read, seen on Reddit and all that kind of stuff is basically that around that time, Tom kind of adopted this sort of... This mentality of, like... Hey, you know, you make your, you set your own goals and you make your own luck and all that sort of shit. Yep. Where there's no reason for it. No one's like, there was no, there was no crowd against him. And it seems like he's fighting against a straw man for some reason. Well, wouldn't it be way cooler if Tom became this multimillionaire success story? He went from kind of doughy to ripped and he's working out all the time and his studio's yeah. better and he's got this empire. He's got this channel and he didn't talk about it. And he didn't talk right. about his watches That's and his cars. And he was just humble and just like, yeah, you know, listen, 
for me, things worked out. But I remember when I was just a, a comic, just doing weekends and Philly and just trying to get by. Like, wouldn't that be so much better than just bragging and acting like you're the greatest fucking thing? This was supposed to happen to you. I was listening to Theo Vaughn on Matt and Shane's podcast, yeah. and they got he saw he saw that they got some award for uh, like Patreon or something, mm-hmm. and he's like, "How? Do, why did you? Why do you guys have that?" And they're like, "Well, we kind of have the biggest Patreon, I guess." And he's like, "Oh, so you guys are doing fucking well?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry about it." And they just moved on real quick. Right? They're not like, as a matter of fact, we here's how well we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I never heard uh, Nick Mullen break down the Patreon numbers. That's a thing. And not to get off on this rant, but we have over 400 people watching, so why not? Kevin Brennan with his obsession with viewers and dollar amounts and numbers. This is what the poor's do, Mike. I gotta well, tell Kevin you, Brennan's the biggest loser of them all. He really, like the idea he really that he is. thinks he's above anyone. He's down in the the, the muck and the mire with all of us. It's insane. Like, you look at the might... people on his show now; it's pathetic. And this is what I always say about Kevin. It's like he shits on like Hack Ride, for example. He says, yeah. "Oh, Hack Ride's a hack, and I'm better than him." It's like yeah, he has better numbers than Hack Ride, but not by an astonishing amount. Like right. he should, Kevin Brennan, the guy who's been in the industry for forty years, should be doing so much better than Hack Ride that Hack Ride never comes to his mind, and yet he has to comment on people like Hack Ride and me and uh, Cardiff and all these people that he pretends to hate. Well, that's my point. Is you have a guy like Tim Dillon or Nick Mullen, and these guys who are wildly entertaining hilarious who are making so much money doing the exact same thing Kevin Brennan's doing making a a factor of a hundred times more than him never talk about it never once bring it up I never see them challenging Suttering Joe with how much money he makes on YouTube in a month or Shuli or anyone else and if Kevin Brennan just, I, I might look at Kevin Brennan as someone like hey that's a guy that makes a nice living and just shuts the fuck up about it yeah but he is so obsessed with money. It's all he talks about, all he thinks about. And yet he's in a world with like Chad Zumach and yeah. Stuttering John. Chad Zumach like he's not is, doing a, that well. is a, the second mic on his show. And you're like, all right, Kevin, I don't know what you're bragging about. I, I, I promise you things are not going well for you. You should not be braggadocious yeah. at this period of time. He's an embarrassment. All right. Speaking of embarrassments... Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's wife. Now, yes. you know, Alec Baldwin loves Instagram reels. He's, he probably makes up, if you looked at all the Instagram reels and you put together all the minutes of all the videos, he's at least <laughs> 62%. Cause every yeah. reel he puts out is an hour and a half for some reason. He loves a long video. He does. Surprisingly, Hilaria doesn't post as much. Like, when I found Alec, I thought Hilaria was going to be the real wealth of content. Right. But she doesn't post as much as I was hoping. But she did post one thing that I was curious if any of you guys... Have you ever seen someone not only wish themselves a happy birthday, but do it in this manner? (laughs) All right. So this is... uh, She's turning 40, and she's celebrating on Instagram. Good night, 39. Thank you, buddy, for this wild ride. We've done so much. Now, as we listen to the overdub, her voice over here, I just want to point out that she is wearing tights and she is on the floor stretching on a recently vacuumed carpet. I'm sure that the maid did a good job there. 
And uh, so we're just watching her in different yoga-esque poses, stretching out. Good night, 39. Thank you, body, for this wild ride. We've done so much, made some people, broken some bones, felt such joy and tremendous pain, experienced love through the light and the storms. I feel fortunate to be here still. I've learned to love my shell and accept my path, a connection we are not often encouraged to have. But I am determined to have uh, can, can I just comment for a moment? Me. Accept her sh shell and accept her path or whatever the fuck she said? This is a woman who pretended not to know what a cucumber was while she uses a Spanish accent. Hillary from Boston yeah, she is made, who we're talking about. She made up a, a backstory that doesn't exist for her life. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can. It's really proud. Uh, how you say a cucumber? <laughs> but this is the it's thing. cucumber, Hillary. This is, this is why it's so hilarious is that not only will she admit that she lied to everyone, she doubles and triples and quadruples down every chance she gets as if gaslighting us enough. Well, eventually, I'm just going to be like, all right, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Fine. You keep saying yeah. it, I'm just going to believe it now. <laughs> now she just has like kind of, just a very slight hint of an accent. So you're kind of like, is that American? I don't know. I can't quite tell. <laughs> she probably just went to Spain for the summers, I guess. All right. <laughs> to have gratitude that you house my soul and guide me through this life. So thank you, body, for these 39 years. Tomorrow is 40, and I look forward to what comes next. All right, so Exciting. what she wrote uh, next to this video is, decided to finish my 30s with some stretching. I do these every day. My love to you, heart emoji, star emoji. wonder how long well, she took to figure out that uh, sentence to write. Her and Alec Baldwin have like seven kids together. Yeah. I imagine at least one of them is almost Instagram age. Uh -oh. Just scroll back and see that her mom made a birthday video for herself while Ugh. she's stretching on the ground, patting herself on the back well, for turning 40, which isn't an achievement. These people live with her. They probably won't be shocked by it. They'll probably be like, yeah, that's mom. <laughs> of course she did. Well, that's my favorite when we cover Alec Baldwin is inevitably someone always walks into the room in his video. <laughs> yeah. And you see him. He turns and goes like that, like one second. I'm making a video <laughs> Daddy's right filming. Now. Daddy's making a video. It's very important. <laughs> 2,200 people are going to hear this. It's also been on the Blind Mike Project. So give Daddy some time. I want to hear what Craig thinks about this. <laughs> Why do I find even her stretching to be nothing but obnoxious? Does she have actual fans? No, she okay. she has a pretty big uh, subreddit dedicated to her. Okay, good. No, it's all people that are fascinated by the lie that she has told herself for however many years. I am glad to hear that. All right, that's that's good news. Let's let's head over to Twitter. Look at the tweet now. Now the Mean Girls or Mean Girl Podcast, I believe it was called. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's still called that. Who would know? It's no longer on Barstool, so we don't care. But these two women were plucked out of the back office, out of their cubicles, and given microphones to start doing a podcast on Barstool, something that I could only dream of doing. And sure. they decided to talk about not washing their hands after shitting and are dinosaurs real? And so that got them a lot of notoriety. Rose to amazing heights. Yeah, yeah that got them a lot of notoriety. Everyone was talking about them. But uh, it turns out they weren't able to keep that going. All that momentum they got going with not washing their hands didn't last for long. So now they're doing an independent show. Am I right about that? Yeah. So, they're, well, they're with, I, I guess, Alex claims she started a network, but I don't know what that entails. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> sure she did. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, Alex, all right. Alex is, is cute. I know she's going through a divorce, their husband or whatever. I, I, whatever. Yeah. My, my point is this. Like, you think about Barstool shows, you think, call her daddy. 
and you go, okay, well, Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin were popular because they're both very hot and they're both talking about sex. And so it's not surprising that guys and girls are both attracted to that and checking it out. These women, and and the reason why I bring this up is because Alex is attractive, but these women aren't hot and they're not talking about sex and they're both dumb and annoying. So it's not really the same formula there. If you're going for that call her daddy formula, you're missing the mark. The show in general, I think, lost its way pretty immediately because the reason it's called Mean Girl Podcast is... um, Alex and Jordan like made a joke about someone and Dave Portnoy got very mad about it and called them mean girls. Yes. So they started this podcast mean girls as if like they were going to be the bitches of the office and kind of go after people, but that's neither of their personalities. They got away from that immediately. Then they, I think they kind of tried something where they were just going to be the next call her daddy and made it around. It was all sex based and that kind of fell away too. And they just realized they're, best social media clips were saying dinosaurs don't exist and shit like that. So So, it seems they lost all direction. So this one was posted on uh, Twitter and this is a a doozy right here. I'm shocked. Sure of a bookcase. Sorry, let me just uh, back it up. I hate these social media platforms that always start with the volume off and they have to turn it on and pause it. Anyway, so for whatever reason, this is a highlight of the show. This is Alex reading Laffy Taffy. And this is what the content of the show has become. This is Re- how it starts, by the way. Reading Laffy <laughs> Taffy, which, by the way, Blind Mike Project, you guys are starting to run out of shit to talk about. Maybe you should start buying some Laffy Taffy <laughs> at the store. Craig, hurry, eat these popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's check this out. What do you call a picture of a bookcase? I don't know. A shelfie. Oh, that's funny. It's pretty good, huh? Uh, no, it's not. Why didn't you laugh then, Jordan? <laughs> yeah. When you respond to something that's a joke with that's funny, that means it's not funny because you would have laughed. But this gets worse. Jordan's got a joke well, for us. I'll, I'll say, too, here's where I blame Jordan more is because yep. I think maybe Alex was like, here's a purposely bad joke. Yep. And then Jordan's like, oh, that's really funny. You want to hear another great one? Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, one of these two should have bailed on this and been like, ah, that's stupid. But <laughs> yeah. no, they're yes-anding each other into oblivion on this. Um, What do you call... Oh, sorry, you have another one. Okay, no, go, 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 go. I like this. Oh, like, oh. oh like, good. I, I have an... Um, what is someone who does karate's favorite tea? Karate. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't, right. I don't know if you can use the word karate twice. That's not I don't a, know if it works. That's not even technically a joke. <laughs> technically, that's not even a joke. I believe this up should be, what do you call a martial artist's tea, right? Or something like that. Sure, yeah. I, I would imagine. Karate. In order to make it or, a fucking joke. Or what's joke. a martial artist's... Yeah, yeah, something yeah, martial like artist's favorite but... drink, right, something. <laughs> But this, uh, so Jordan gets, Jordan gets so excited. Yeah, you got it. Uh, I know. So then Alex laughs, and this isn't over yet. <laughs> karate, karate. <laughs> um, what did the parking it, lot say to the garage? Oh, I don't know. Be careful. Oh, that's funny. Pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> silly but good. I love little jokes like that. Is? I know they're so corny and good. What do you? Mike. 
Does Jordan know how to make the sound laughter with her she mouth? She might if there was a joke being told somewhere. <laughs> well, she's claiming it's all very funny. Be you careful. Twice. <laughs> Holy oh, that's funny. shit, that sucks. That's aggressively <laughs> bad, ladies. Let Jordan know the recognition of a joke. She could just like laugh, and then Alex would be like, oh, she thought it was she liked this. That's or, good. Or better yet, put the fucking Laffy Taffy down. What did you do last night? <laughs> just do your show. Kevin Haas comes in with 10 bucks. Never get to watch WATS live. Glad I finally contribute. Glad I can finally contribute. FKB hate Chad Z. Also, Carl, you take down the Christmas lights yet? Thank you for asking that. And also FKB and FCZ. But uh, let me explain. I was uh, the other night, I had my buddy Vinny Paulino over and some other friends. We were watching the Bills Dolphins game. Sunday night feels like ancient history, but it was kind of a big deal. It uh, took the bills from a wild card to the number two seed in the AFC. And they won the AFC East for the fourth year straight. Uh, What was I talking about? Just kidding. So you could see behind me, we have a three seasons room. It's our our little outdoor porch area. It's enclosed. And uh, my wife put up Christmas lights out there and multicolored lights uh, around Christmas time. And you know what? Those are going to stay up there all fucking winter long. And every time I watch the Bills, I'm going live, and I'm going to film that, and you have to sit there and watch it, Kevin, because Merry fucking Christmas, all right? Get into the season. It feels like it's about more than Kevin's comment. Do you think I won that argument? (laughs) I'm going to start doing that thing where I argue with people who aren't here. I win again. (laughs) I ask you, Kevin. I'll I'll wait. (laughs) Yeah, right. All right, Kevin. You don't have any Christmas lights at your house, I bet, right? Um, I just want to leave this. This has nothing to do with the show, but Robo shit stain MK9000. Put this in the Discord. You can't see it if you're listening to this. This is just big fat black girls dancing. And uh, one of the girls is barely wearing any clothing at all. Actually, I shouldn't say that. That would be a snowsuit on me. But it's showing a lot of skin on her. This is like um, the song Closing Time. You want to get people out of the bar. You're turning on all the lights. This is the video that we put on. Every week. Let people know, yeah, show's over. (laughs) Move along. Hey, you don't gotta go home. You can't stay here. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Thank you, uh, Robo Shitstain 9000. Appreciate your contributions today. After after him sending us uh, queer kids stuff, he can play whatever he wants on this. Agreed. (laughs) I can't wait to watch more of that. Spectacular person, five bucks. Hey, Carl, longtime fan. Love your work, even though you have club feet. Also, what's up, blind fella? Thank you. You seem very open-minded. Yes, thank you for seeing past our disabilities. Yes. And understanding that we're real people, too. That's right. We're like real boys over here. (laughs) All right, Mike. (laughs) What's your take on Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Kimmel? You don't really want to know, I do, actually. I'm going to let you talk this time. (laughs) Go ahead. All I was going to say was that if Jimmy Kimmel is lying then it's wild for him to be protesting this much so i tend to believe him but it wouldn't surprise he does seem like the kind of guy that maybe at least just for the clout would have taken a flight over there you know see what's going on 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Jimmy Kimmel's lying about what? So Jimmy Kimmel keeps saying, like, I'll sue you into oblivion, Aaron yes. Rodgers, right, right, all right. that. If he's the amount that he's going at Aaron Rodgers, if he's lying about that, if he if his name actually is on that list, no, then okay, you're not understanding. You're not understanding the actual feud then. Oh, and Jimmy Kimmel even mapped this out. He knows what the feud is, and he's lying about it. Jimmy Kimmel okay. is lying. That's why I got confused by what you just said. Oh, okay. Because please. the whole beef stems back to February of last year when Jimmy Kimmel was making fun of Aaron Rodgers when he was on Pat McAfee. And Aaron Rodgers was talking about the Epstein client list is going to get yeah. put out there. And Jimmy right. Kimmel goes, okay, put on that tinfoil hat of yours, Aaron. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers goes, when the, the it was announced that the list was going to come out, he's like, people aren't going to like this. Like, Jimmy Kimmel, see, I told you there was a list. He didn't say that part. But that was the implied part. And oh. Jimmy Kimmel even knows that. Aaron Rodgers was never saying Jimmy Kimmel was going to be on that list. He's not popular enough. But he was saying that Jimmy Kimmel denied that there would even be a list because Jimmy Kimmel's one of these guys who's just like, there's no pedophiles we're talking about. Everything's great. So Aaron okay, Rodgers. I, did miss it. I was like, why is he threatening him to sue him? Of course he's telling the truth. He must be. But that's what's crazy about this is that Jimmy Kimmel, during his monologue, you know, he goes off about Aaron Rodgers calling me a pedophile and I can sue him. And he goes, now what Aaron Rodgers might have been said, which is more likely, is that he's upset that the list actually came out because I called him out for the things. Like, okay, so Jimmy, so you do get it. You do understand what this whole argument is about. And you're just uh, lying on purpose to make yourself a victim, which is so sad for me because I love Jimmy Kimmel. I've, I've often said this in my uh, Why You Laughing episodes about Stern or uh, like when we talked to Man Show and Kimmel came up. I think Kimmel's demise might be greater than Stern's or on par with it anyways. Yes. Like I, he, or I, the, the the level that he changed, it might be more drastic than Stern. Yeah, it's 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 definitely up there. It's probably the same if yeah. nothing else. And it's And a lot of people blame Kimmel for Stern changing, but Well, that's true. That's a good point yeah. because he wants like Kimmel's whole thing is he wants acceptance with his heroes. He's got Huey yes. Lewis. He's got Howard Stern. I'm sure there's a couple other guys in there somewhere. But uh, that that is interesting because both went through the Trump derangement syndrome. But mm -hmm. what's weird about Jimmy, and I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel's show, so maybe I'm off on my timeline here, but it seems like Stephen Colbert was the first late night guy to be like, oh, I'm just going to hate Trump every night and see what happens. And it worked. Because yeah. I don't think Jimmy Kimmel was doing that at first. I remember that it made big news. Like, no one's watching Colbert. Everyone liked him when he was pretending to be a Republican and goofing on Republicans kind of tongue-in-cheek. And now that he's yeah, seen Colbert, right. no one likes him. And then Jimmy Kimmel just went, all right, well, let me try that too. And now Jimmy Kimmel's all in on hating Trump every night. But he wasn't like that even when Trump was the president, I don't think. Well... I'm trying to remember. You might be right, but I re I do remember him. Remember when he started crying a lot? Like there'd be a mass shooting and things like that. Like Kimmel would start crying. That was pretty early on in Trump's yeah. presidency. So I don't know. Well, let's not forget, though, he also cried when that guy from Three's Company died. Was it? Oh, really? I don't do you remember, know I remember, do you remember that? that? I think that was the first time. Because I remember it might have been Howard. Someone was playing the clip and making fun of him. I can't imagine it was Howard now, but maybe it was. Yeah. But uh, what's his name from Three's Company and, and Jimmy couldn't Don control Nuts? No, 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 not Don Nuts. <laughs> Jimmy couldn't control himself for some reason. Kevin with another five bucks says, take a page from Stucho's book. Tell Jenny to grab a ladder and get to work. Hmm. What was that in reference to? You know what? I'm not quite sure. Well, Kevin, and I well, have been Kevin and I have been fighting over the last few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. About Christmas lights. <laughs>
Oh, I forgot. I forgot that classic battle already. Yes. Tony Baloney, Team Box, just joined Patreon. I can't on YouTube. You guys rock. Thank you, you Tony Baloney. I appreciate that. Whether you signed up for patreon.com slash these podcasts or the Blind Mike Project, which if you're not, you can find the link at blindmike.net. Thank you, pal. Yes, all my links are there. The audio links to this show, uh, you can find there. If you don't get to catch us live, you can listen wherever you get podcasts. Same with Why You Laughing and Blind Mike Project. Um, Why You Laughing, the uh, early release just went up for Patreon and YouTube members, and that features a big name, Mr. Kirk Minahan, talking all in the family. Um, So check that out. And uh, that'll be released free next week. So subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. All the links are at blindmike.net. And we have merch and stuff as well if you want to check that out. Yeah, Kirk, to uh, reluctantly help you out on your show, huh? Yes. That's nice. Yes, he did. That's very good. That's I appreciate. A few extra eyeballs. That's nice. That's awesome. Very good. Uh, People should definitely check out Mike's shows if you haven't already. I hear from tons of WATP fans that they are now big supporters of Blind Mike because he does an excellent job despite having Craig as his producer. He does a fantastic job <laughs> on why you oh, have yeah, and, uh, Blind Sunday Mike at 10, no Craig this week, so buckle up for that. All right. Hey, did yes. you see I took your time? I don't know if you saw this. I took your time slot um, when you were on vacation and did a bonus show where we were reading Stuttering John's adult children's wedding speeches. Oh, I knew, I knew you did that. I didn't realize it was at that time. But. Yeah, we did it. We did it at uh, ten thirty or eleven. I was like, "Well, Mike's not around, oh. Sal." Well, now that I'm on the, I'm not on, or that I am on the uh, dumb fuck list. I say, go at, go for it, yes. gang. I'm glad you took my spot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I sent Mike uh, a note because Southern John was praising Blind Mike last week. He had listened to uh, the Why You Laughing Howard Stern versus Opie and Anthony, <laughs> and he's going, "That Blind Mike guy, he's great. He really has got it all figured out." And then he went back and listened to an older episode talking about stuttering john on howard stern show he's like this fucking asshole terrible what what he literally said on that thursday he goes this blind mike i underestimate him he's a really good broadcaster yep and the next day he goes this fucking guy didn't do any research yep you dumb fuck and i i mess as soon as i heard him call mike a dumb fuck i messaged mike and said welcome to the club my friend feather in my cap it's you me andrea brower and uh the shit wear <laughs> among countless others I'm well, sure. yeah that's true there's <laughs> i shouldn't uh say that we're the only ones in it but it uh it is an exclusive club yeah it's a pretty big deal even a penis wrinkle i don't think has gotten into that club yet <gasps> oh no even as well, much he's, as, as he's, much he's as well he's on trying. his way <laughs> yeah, yeah he'll, he'll certainly get there soon all right mike long episode but fantastic let's sign off shall we Oh, well, go to Carl's website, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who are these.com. Thank you. The who are these.com is where you can find all things. Who are these socials? Who are these podcasts? Who are these broadcasters? You can find all the links to all of our stuff on there and our Patreon. Anyway, you want to support us. We appreciate it. Tickets are on sale for the live show March 22nd. W-A-T-S, W Well, W-A-T-P live.com. There's also a link on the homepage. Who are these.com? You get tickets. There's a VIP meet and greet. Those always sell out quickly. So if you want to come by, get a poster, hang out with us before the show, you can sign up for that. Those tickets are separate than the show tickets. So don't just buy one and think you can get into the other. I went through that in Detroit and it was annoying. Don't do that again to me. But who are these.com? And of course, the creepoff.com is the other place you want to go because I do a true crime show that's for men, the only one on the internet, with my buddy Vinny Paulino every Monday at 1 o'clock Eastern time. All right, you ready to sign off on this? 
See you never, folks. Who are these social things? That's what this audience wants to hear. Like, whoa! Who are these socials? I'm the one who should apologize. Folks, what you were about to see is real. With Carl. Okay, we got it. And blind mind.